Hello, this is Cindy Novotny, and I'm here to kick off another episode of My Secrets to Stamina. Now, for any new listeners, I want to say welcome. I am thrilled to have you listen to what we've got to talk about on Stamina. But to all my loyal followers, which I'm loving all of this, welcome back. Since we launched this podcast, I've been talking about my secrets and how I live with No Balance and Love It. I'm getting a lot of incredible feedback, and I'm happy to have this platform to share all these new ways that help you find unique balance. I mean, really think about it. It's not the balance of what others think you should have. It's what you should have. I love the fact that my listeners, no matter what role you play in life, want to improve. You want to find ways to live life to the fullest. You know, everyone has a dream. Everyone has a journey. And my goal is to help you be successful and live the life you want to live. They've deemed me the radical mentor, and I'm here to help you live your best life without the standard definition of balance and to have the stamina to do it all. So let's do this. Today, I am so excited to welcome such an innovator. I mean, Miss Tiffany Rose Goodyear of Centex. You're going to love hearing from her. Now, what is Centex? She's going to share the story, the experience behind it all with us today. Centex is an event service company that curates custom fragrances for any event and in real time manages the sense in every experience so it perfectly harmonizes with the environment of the event. Let's get ready to chat about being a kick-ass entrepreneur and Tiffany's successes and secrets to stamina as she runs this amazing business. So with that, welcome, Tiffany. Thank you so much, Cindy, and thank you, everybody, for listening. It is truly an honor to be here. Oh, well, we're thrilled to have you. I mean, I was so excited when I got connected with you and we met through uh, Engage and a lot of, you know, at those connections happened. But I love the fact that we've had time to chat um, and then, of course, see each other again uh, in New Orleans. So why don't you share with our listeners a little bit about your background and how your journey started and where you are now? Sure. So my background started, I was born in Cheyenne, Wyoming. I grew up in Denver, Colorado to go way back. And I went to college and spent time in Washington, DC. And I fell in love with advertising. I thought it was just the pinnacle of art and business coming together. And I love the idea of messaging an audience and making people do something based on messaging that they get. So I moved back to Denver to get my master's in advertising management at the University of Denver. I inadvertently started a dessert catering company while in grad school. <laughs> inadvertently. It, I love that. Okay. It, it certainly wasn't the plan. I thought that I would graduate and move to a big city and go work for a big ad agency. But I started, I always baked for people. My dad taught me how to uh, frost cakes and bringing sweetness to people's lives is a gift. And it's something that it was like a hobby in grad school and it took off. And so I've owned yours truly cupcake for 10 years. It's still alive and well, and it's never been a, a bakery. Exactly. It was always about creating really unique experiences with our desserts. And because of my background in marketing and advertising, we would create these experiential branded dessert experiences for our clients. And I really got to see how powerful touch, taste, and smell are as far as communication and advertising and branding. 
So I really started paying attention to scent as a result of this. And that is how I started really thinking about scent and getting interested in fragrance. So I started buying machines and scenting things. I had the opportunity to scent a piece of art at the um, Denver International Airport. I did some work with the Denver Art Museum. And while I didn't initially start out scenting events, it was because I was doing events all the time with my catering company that I really got to see that events typically aren't scented. It's one of the sensory receptors we don't pay a lot of attention to. So I launched Suntex. Um, well, launch is a strong word. I started doing work in 2019 only to have, of course, 2020 put a wrench in the event industry, but I learned so much um, during this time. And I'm really thankful for the way the stars have aligned. And I've been scenting spaces and events for the past several years. It's a service, as you mentioned, and it's just not something we think about as event professionals, but it is my life's work to get people to think about it. And I think that, you know, when, when you and I first spoke, because I'm so familiar with the hotel scents, the hotel lobbies, and you gave a great definition about the difference between that. Take just a moment and share that difference, because I think some people will think that it's like the hotel lobby sense. And it is similar in the sense that it's scenting a space. So I do similar work. The difference is, is that the way that I look at hotel lobby sense is the way that I look at their logos. It's scent marketing. It's a specific scent for a specific brand. And it is really effective because everybody knows the smell of a Starwood or a Weston. Um, I have people tell me all the time about their favorite um, resort in Cancun or anywhere in the world. And they love and remember the scent. And I love that work. And it really creates context for what I do. But unlike that stationary environment, my work is focused specifically on the dynamic experience of an event. So what I take into consideration is not just a brand, if it's a corporate event, but also the food being served, the lighting, the music, the decor, the timeline of an event. So we are at your event creating these scentscapes in real time and they change. The volume can go up and down. Sometimes we'll blend scents into a room to create another fragrance during the event. So in the sense that it is scenting a large area, it is similar to the hospitality and hotel scent marketing, but it's a little bit different in that it's catered to that specific singular experience, like a wedding or a corporate event. And I think that, you know, there's such a huge need for that because, you know, years ago, uh, especially in Asia, there was a lot of luxury hotels that would scent a meeting room based on what you wanted to have happen. So if let's say you needed a lot of energy in the room, they had a lot of scent of orange, you know, they did different things. And most of those were done with candles and things like that. So I think, is there, is there opportunity to look at energy um, or this is a very serious meeting you know, do you look at that sometimes with not just the food and beverage, but the the actual re- kind of result of what somebody wants to have happen in that room? Absolutely. I use the words mood or vibe or the way that you want your clientele to feel. So if energy and energetic is something that you want your um, guests to feel during a meeting, and it is great during meetings. So you mentioned um, orange, I believe, which is a citrus, which is a top note. So it is a very effervescent. It is energizing. 
And we really like to recommend that fragrance during the summer months or during morning meetings. It's almost like I joke sometimes it's like a little mimosa. It's like a little pick me up um, on right. your way to, to a meeting or a general session we've scented. Um, so exactly. We, we do take in consideration how we want in the feel. We use a lot. I don't like to gender fragrances for a variety of reasons, but one is that they're genderless. So whether it smells more masculine or feminine, I think is, is completely subjective, but I really like to use like really heavier woodsy, oh, I love um, that. like cedar and sandalwood for like moody nighttime events. So right. if you're having an after party or a cocktail and you're in a place that has a lot of books or leather or is a more masculine environment, if you will, we pull those types of fragrances in and those are heavier base notes so they they lend themselves to a, a slower pace than like a citrus which is really high energy as you mentioned right i mean i think the most favorite candle i bought my husband years ago and again this is being very gender but i love it now and we have it all over our house is a tobacco-y kind of candle you know what i mean it's like you wouldn't think that but it is uh okay so tobacco leather is like my favorite fragrance to use there's another one that's a saffron tobacco i use tobacco in so many Things. I love it. Yeah, I have that. And I've now got put it in different places on candles. So I, I love that. So, you know, I am amazed that you start making cupcakes and then you have a degree <laughs> in advertising. And, you know, how when I mentioned orange, you said it's like a top note or something like I would know nothing about scenting. So you have become a successful entrepreneur in a world, you know, starting right before, you know, the world shut down with COVID. So what, in your opinion, does it take to be successful as an entrepreneur today? Well, I think you need to know your craft. I didn't know everything about fragrance when I started, but now I know everything. Well, I shouldn't say everything, but I read a lot of books. I know that you're a book reader too. I think, I think it's hard to be a leader in anything if you're not willing to, to really learn your craft. And I think right. that is first and foremost. I think the second thing is it is easier to find something that you love to do. I love my cupcake company to an extent, but it was never my life's work. And I know that this is my life's work and my passion for it and my desire to share it with people and educate people about it. I think that makes it easy um, on the tough days, which of course all entrepreneurs go through. I feel like I am on an earlier journey than some of your guests and some of the more seasoned people in our industry. So it's always interesting to think about where I'm at in, you know, the life cycle of my business and, and what it does take to keep going. And I think, um, again, being passionate about it, really honing in on your craft and then finding the right people. I remember the moment that we met. Cindy, and it was at the first engage in Baja Mar, and you were so generous with your time. You gave everybody your cell phone number. Um, so generous with your time and so open to hear new ideas. I think finding your people and finding champions with your in, within your industry um, is just so important in, in lighting your path as you are on your entrepreneurial journey. Right. And you do have to surround yourself with people that give you that kind of spirit. You know, I was sitting here as you were talking, thinking how scents really for me are so much about memories. Like I can remember certain things. I mean, I even think about growing up and whether it was Play-Doh or apple pie or, you know, a scent of something that brings you right back to that moment. And I think for events, you know, we always talk about the fact that there's three things that go into planning a trip, an event, a wedding, whatever. One is the planning. One is the actual event. But the most important thing that people really 
always by on is the memory. And so scenting an event to me is sometimes people will remember that smell more than what they ate. Absolutely. And I think that that is one of, for me, this is sort of the final frontier of event planning. We have such beautiful lighting and music and decor. I mean, the events that are, that are produced are just you and I, we're both wowed all the time and we're in the event industry. And I think the fact that we as an industry forget an entire sensory receptor that is so closely linked to memory and to emotion is, um, is, is something that we can, we can start, you know, incorporating into our events. And there's so much science behind this as well. Part of the reason that scent is so important is that when you stimulate the brain with all of your senses and they tell one story, you're more likely to remember that. So just by adding scent to any, any learning activity or any other interactive event, you're just more likely to remember it by your brain being more stimulated. And then your olfaction is located in your limbic brain, which is the oldest part of your brain. And it literally bypasses language. That's why when you smell something from your past and you have such an emotional visceral reaction, you don't even have the words to describe sometimes. It's because of the way that scent is located in our brains. Right. Now that takes me to the fact that you, you might be in a really competitive environment. I'm not sure because I'm not as involved, but you know, when you think about it, what makes Centex stand out in a world of luxury events where some may argue that, you know, floral will bring the fragrance to the event. So give us our, your thoughts on, you know, on, on this and your creative passion behind how Centex is different and stands apart. Um, I'll address the floral question. Florals are not bred to smell anymore. They're bred to be pretty. I mean, I've spoken with a lot of florists about this issue. There are maybe, maybe 10% of the flowers and anybody's welcome to correct me if I'm wrong. Um, flowers produced for the visual effect have like their original smell and smell really at all. And it would take so many flowers to scent an entire 4,000 foot ballroom. What we really do is we scent an entire space. So unlike an intimate scent experience, which I always um, think of like perfume is a very intimate scent experience. You have to be in somebody's very personal space in order to smell their perfume. And that is a reason why it's so memorable to us because the people that we get that intimate with are the people who we smell. A candle is also a more intimate scent experience, but scenting an entire large space, it just requires larger. I mean, it requires commercial equipment and commercial fragrance oil. Right. And I think that is what really separates the work that we do is that it's a service. We're like your lighting person. We're like your DJ. We're like your catering company. We come to the event with the appropriate number of commercial diffusers with the right kind of fragrance. And we manage it throughout the event. I've never learned more about HVAC in my life than when I started learning about how air actually travels through a room. Yeah, I know. It's amazing. It is amazing because I I think, well, first of all, candles are so, you can't have candles because then, you know, you burn the place down. And, uh, and you know, HVAC, I, this is, you know, really going back a while. And but <laughs> I did a ton of work with Philip Morris during the smoking days when, you know, you had the non-smoking area of a restaurant and the smoking area, which is 
so funny today in today's world. But I worked with all the big restaurants and I would go around on behalf of Philip Morris, te- you know, teaching people where we don't want people walking through the smoke filled room because they always would put the smoking area in the front and then the non-smoking in the back. And part of it was all that HVAC and how it ran through. I mean, it was like hilarious, right? So we did a lot of training in that area. But I, I love that point because it I do believe that the it, we're so into some of the things that people don't really pay attention to. And yet the scent of a room is really important during an event. So tell me a little bit now on the personal side and how you keep going, you know, share your secrets to stamina. So I looked up the word stamina. Good. And it's the ability to sustain prolonged physical or mental effort. And what really strong is stuck out to me is the prolongedness of the right. effort. I think stamina is a, is an everyday thing. And it is a, hey, I used to work in HVAC with Philip Morris thing. Right. It takes you from where you've been to where you're going and who you want to be. And it's showing up every day, knowing that the every day is part of the journey. So I think that the key for me and stamina is just to remember that this is my life's journey and it is prolonged and my mental and physical effort matter every day. Yeah. And I think that's why I, you know, I'm finishing my book, The Secrets of Stamina. This is why my podcast is this, because I have I have sustained. I mean, I have prolonged this journey. I continue. I've not tried to be 87 different things to 87 different people. I stick very true to what I do. And that that stamina is literally how I live my life. And it's not just, it's not my stamina of running a marathon. It's my stamina to keep that prolonged, repeatable, sustainable life for all my people on my team, for all of our clients, where I just continue to keep it going. And I can tell you, this is so funny, is that I, during the busy busyness of the day, going hundred miles an hour, I started this morning so early on seven o'clock calls. I mean, this past, you know, I haven't been home. I think we now counted it's like eight days in my own bed in California. I've, I've been with family in different places, but I am never, ever tired or want to take a nap until I'm on vacation. And then I'm so tired. I'm like, I'm doing nothing. And it's like three in the afternoon. And I'm thinking, I really need a nap on this vacation. (laughs) And so that's that prolonged stamina that it does. It is your path. It is what you do. And that's what keeps you keeps you going. So we love to talk about it all on the podcast, being the best version of yourself, uh, being relentless, kicking ass, taking names. So what advice uh, and takeaways can you give to our listeners so they can be as, you know, as as really excited and forward thinking as you are? I mean, I'm going to bring this a little bit back to smell in the fact that like we are as human beings, smell is the first uh, sensory receptor that develops in our mother's wombs, which I've never been pregnant. But the reason that um, women that are with child smell more strongly is because they have two olfactories in their body at the same time, which I always found fascinating. So my advice is just for people to use their whole bodies in the whole world and experience life as much as they can. And Take a breath, smell a room, enjoy an experience. They say stop and smell the roses. And I think 
for me, that is reflective of being the best version of myself in the body that I have, in the planet that we're on, in the universe that we're in, that we just got amazing pictures of. And just to, to keep things in perspective. Do you, um, does anybody that you're doing events for, it just made me think of this. Does anybody ever say we want to take away a scent takeaway from the event? Yes. And we actually do that for all of our wedding couples. We gift everybody a diffuser, a re-diffuser um, on their wedding day of the fragrances that they use during their event. And then we also have re-diffusers, which I believe you've been gifted one that I love uh, mine. Yeah. we can do as a takeaway. I'm going to send you another one with um, some tobacco notes. <laughs> nice tobacco notes. I love it. Oh, we also do have a design your diffuser interactive station we do at events. So guests can actually have a scent activity where they smell their top notes, middle notes, base notes. They learn how to blend them and then we make them on site so they can take their own diffuser at home. Um, and we also are offering this as a kit too that will be uh, available online. So not only do we want to scent your, the space, we just want people to think about scent um, in other ways that they can add to their events as well. And a take home is one, an interactive station is another. I think that's a great idea to do for team building events. And like, I, I look at it like a kind of workshop, like, you know, when we're doing all this, you know, training and learning and people have all these meetings and all these things, they may not want to be scenting everything, but they may want to, like, I think you have to educate people like these whole top notes. I mean, I, we do all that in wine. You know what I mean? When we're doing, when we're, when we're talking about wine and mixology and we're teaching people, you know, scent and all of that, I think that is really a cool thing to look at what you could do for even on the corporate side of, of training and meetings and things like that. Not even just scenting the room, but just educating and doing like little sessions. Which we do. So that is also something we offer. Oh, fabulous. Well, I have to say, I thoroughly enjoyed having you on. You are a breath of fresh air, speaking of smelling the roses. <laughs> and I, you know, I love your persistence. You know, I think that you've done, like you said, we met before and I gave you my cell phone and you didn't hesitate to reach out and call me on that and, you know, start talking to me and, you know, asking me for advice on a few things on, you know, just business development and moving and, and kind of taking that path. I think what happens is sometimes people don't reach out. You know, we always talk about when you go to any event, like Engage or any other uh, industry event, it's only as good as you make it, right? You have to you have to reach out to people and you have to ask and, and engage. And I really, I so appreciate that about you because you're very much the person that says, I'm going to, I'm going to learn and I'm going to push and I'm going to take advantage of those around me that can help me and give me ideas. And, and that is something everyone listening today should know that, you know, Tiffany Rose, when I think about Tiffany Rose Goodyear, I love the name, as I mentioned earlier, I think it's such a cool name, especially for what you do. It's, it is unbelievable to be in an industry that you had to learn that you didn't really, you know, just go to work for, and you did it on your own and you are still going, even though you started amongst a global pandemic. So hats off to you. Oh, thank you so much, Cindy. And you're so inspiring. And thank you for, for making me want to be a better mentor to others as well and making me want to be a better leader because your leadership is just so inspiring. Oh, thank you. Well, thanks so much for being with me. I so appreciate it. And we will make sure everybody knows how to get in touch with you when this, you know, when, when it's airing and they'll be able to look everything up and look at all your different things that you have. So again, thanks a lot for joining. Thank you.
So everyone, join me for my next episode as I sit down with a new strategic partner at MCA, Megan Miller. Megan, among many things, will share with you how she's dedicated to offering high-performing, go-getting professional women simple daily micro-steps. Now, when I say just women, you know, you're, I've already done the podcast and you're going to be listening to it. She's going to, you're going to love it if you're a, a man too, believe me. It's it got, she's got some good information that's inspirational and it really does show you how not to sleepwalk through your life and start living with that inspiration. Uh, when not delivering her message on intentional living, she can be found with her husband, Michael, in their New Jersey home that they share with their 13 year old Beagle Rescue, actively sweating it out on her Peloton. And I promise you, you won't want to miss this fellow boss babe. So with that, we will all hopefully have you tune in next time. Thanks so much, everyone.